And with that, welcome back. It is the what, what the hell are we called? The Monday morning music breakdown. Monday music breakdown. <laughs> Monday music breakdown. How's it going, everybody? As we're gonna scream over this instrumental the entire time. I am time. so <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> it's fine. I uh, was just setting the mood. There we go. The mood has been set. What do we talk about today, boys? Ooh, I don't know. We're it's talking scandalous. We're talking about some pretty deep issues. We here. got some dirt. We got some dirt on the whole music industry. Meow, 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 meow. We're, we're we're taking it down by ourselves. We they have, thought they could get away with it, boys. We got no. the shovel. Guess Time what? To dig up some dirt, boys. Royalties are a big issue in the music industry. Huge. Fact. And today we're gonna kind of uncover who's been paying their royalties and who's a bitch. <laughs> and then the results Basically. will surprise you. So. Um, I guess if, for those who don't know what music royalties are, uh, it's the amount of money that a record label or an independent artist will make every single time their song is played on the radio, mm. on YouTube, on any of the streaming platforms, anything like that. Anytime a, an artist, uh, you know, their song gets played anywhere, they get a certain percentage of money paid to them. So... Every streaming service pays out a certain amount per stream, and they're all different. Uh, I think actually we have pulled up some quick little quick hitting information for you here. Oh yeah. As of uh, updated for 2019, Napster actually pays the most. The so boy, Napster. Almost Napster. two cents per stream, which you Ooh. might think, wow, that's that's not a lot. And you're right, that's really not a whole lot. <laughs> but it's also like compared to all of the rest. Let's see what uh, YouTube Oof. pays point zero six nine cents. Trash. Nice. It's not that nice. But also nice. Trash. That means that in order to make a minimum wage amount of money per month. What is that? One thousand one hundred seventy-four dollars. That's one thousand four hundred and seventy-two dollars. Um, close. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you have to what? have <laughs> two million one hundred and thirty-three thousand in change streams. To make minimum wage living per month off per YouTube, month. yeah, off, off YouTube. YouTube. That's like, that's like what roughly twenty thousand a year, twenty two thousand a year. What I minimum thought, wage? Like yeah. minimum wage should be what thirty? I thought thirty thousand. Well, one point four. Whatever the fourteen hundred and seventy two. Also times. changes state per state. Yeah. As well. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually seventeen thousand six hundred dollars. That's year minimum wage. Is minimum wage. Yeah, average. Yeah. Average. So, in order to make minimum wage to like feed yourself and live, <laughs> barely, you need to have. Two, if you call that living, <laughs> yeah, you need to have two million streams on YouTube per month. So which the term "starving artist" really does apply. Yeah, if especially if you're only on YouTube. Oh man, that that blows. Yep, it's not a not a good look for people who are actually trying to make money. Uh, off of their music. So that's why you go on Napster. And just have everyone play your stuff. Yeah. But not only is the artist getting screwed, so, so are you. So are most of you. <laughs> oh, I, oh, this is going back to our conversation we had, what, last weekend? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. this... Uh, yeah, so Samson and I, opening. after we recorded our last show, we, uh, we went to the streets. We took to the streets, and by that I mean we took to our blackboard outside in the office, and we oh, did yeah. a little bit of rough calculations here. Heavy maths. 
some heavy maths. We found that uh, Spotify reported in 2017 that their average listener listens to about 40 hours worth of music per year. And you might think, oh, well, that's, that's a decent amount. Well, that equates to roughly 800 songs per year if it's, you know, an average of three minutes per song, which boils down to two and a half, not even two and a half songs per day. Now, most of our listeners probably listen to quite a bit more music than that, but oh, yeah, this absolutely. is this is Spotify's average listener, and this is what they do all of their royalty calculations off of. So two and a half listens per day, per month, Spotify is paying out 50 cents. And you pay $10 a month for premium. Just let that sink in for a hot second. Give or take like a dollar. Now, now I think it's ironic we, we broadcast through Spotify. Yes. But we'll see if they uh, allow this one to go live. But I just, if they do, we have to inform the people. They have to at least know. This knowledge. is math that you could do yourself. You just look it up on whatever website they it have. It took us less than, I think, 15 minutes. Yeah. And that was just... To expose the world. Yeah. That's why my app will be the best app. But <laughs> yes. Spotify is not alone. We'll talk about that. Everybody does that. I mean, Apple is yeah, Apple, guilty Apple of the same thing. I would say I Spotify, I think, is the worst. Spotify, in terms of at least if these numbers are right, actually. And I did these numbers with uh, completely different. They're actually higher amounts. So it, realistically, these values are even lower. But it, what we have is uh, Napster and Tidal are up there at the highest. And then Apple Music pays about... Uh, 0.7 cents per stream. Apple, uh, Google Music plays roughly the same. Uh, Deezer's right in there. And then Spotify is less than half a cent per stream. Amazon Music actually pays about the same as Spotify, then Pandora Premium, then YouTube. So realistically, Apple's probably the best active streaming platform that pays out artists. Only yeah. because well, Napster and Title yeah. aren't as. Big. I would say Title is definitely more known than Napster at this point. I, yeah. yeah, I didn't even know Napster still existed. I mean, existed, between to be Apple honest. and Spotify, I mean, yeah, the royalty price is different from an artist perspective. But I mean, it's platforms themselves are very close, I, I think, in what they offer. Yeah, I mean, I forget. Does Apple offer anything else with their streaming service no. now? No, because I know, I know Hulu. Has like, oh, you can add on this, you can add on that. If you're a student, it's half. And I know Apple yeah. does the same pricing, basically. But nope, yeah, no, Apple doesn't. Uh, they don't have any other incentives. They do the three free months or whatever, and then yeah. it's also discounted if you're a student. Yeah. Okay. But aside from that, um, I'd also be interested to see how many, like, what percentage of their uh, users are using like the student discount. Because yeah. actually, Cam and I were talking about this a little bit before we started the show. We're thinking maybe like ten to twenty percent tops is would be uh, student accounts. So all of these calculations are that I talked about were done with ten dollars. And actually, with the values of let's just say point seven five cents per stream, if you're paying ten dollars a month, that means you have to listen to thirteen hundred songs a month which is 43 songs a day, just about two hours of music a day in order to really get your money's worth as far as... So if you're a college student, basically. Yeah. 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 It, it, that sounds like difficult to do, but if you think about it, if you're studying, you listen to probably three hours of music, and four like, hours of music. And like, yeah. like, I understand, like, there are outliers, like, oh, if you were driving, per se, 
your commute was an hour and a half every day, that's your everyday use and you're utilizing that full price to the yep. maximum. But I remember I was just looking up and it was like, yeah, two and a half songs a day. I was like, I, I, I listened to three songs on my drive to school and I live a mile away. Yeah. Like, how can you only listen to two and a half songs yep. a day? That's yeah, crazy. I feel like there is some like really big outliers maybe affecting that, like people who just don't use it and use oh. it for Hulu or like. Yeah, no, I mean, now that I've been like using Apple Music as well, Spotify, there have been weeks that I've gone without using Spotify besides yeah. for my show yeah. and playing up to 20 songs maybe, or I guess number of streams maybe up to 40 in a day, depending how long it takes me to make a playlist. Yeah. But yeah, like, so there, yeah, like that understands like there are people that have it, just keep paying it and forget that they have it. Yeah. Well, and then you got to think on the other side too, you have different accounts that like for you go into like hot topic or whatever and they have like the store account that plays 24 Constantly. 24 7 every single day so that's there's there's well. two different yeah. sides to it but this is just based off the averages and that's it was one thing that i saw from a couple years ago so i'm sure those numbers yeah. have roughly changed yeah i would say yeah but like given like the outliers i could say that that number you calculated probably varies by a dollar maybe yeah so like Still, you're getting screwed out of four to f- nine, four to four to seven to eight dollars a month. Yep. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, but es- especially from like the student perspective, where yeah, where <laughs> you're trying to save money. Well, and it's crazy to think too that Spotify actually is losing money as a company. They've been in the negative for the past like five years. They have not made money, and I don't know where this money is going because not only have they decreased the amount that they're paying to the artist. But they're also decreasing their, like, uh, per- the percentage of their revenue that they pay to the artist. So they used to keep around thirty percent. Now they're keeping upwards of like thirty-four, thirty-five percent, which is it doesn't sound like much, but five percent of their revenue was like two and a half billion dollars last year. Yeah. Oof. Do that math. That's a lot of money that they're keeping from the artist. And so a lot of artists are straying away from Spotify. Like I know, um, I think Taylor Swift said that she's no longer doing Spotify. She's going to Apple Music. And Tidal, baby. And Tidal. And there's other artists that are feeling the same way that Spotify is not giving them the money that they deserve. But I guess when you look at it, I don't know why, but Spotify is not making money either. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like like maybe maybe their company is too big. They're trying to do... Yeah, they might be biting off more than they can really chew. I mean, Apple also has... Apple is too big to fail. Well, so. no, well I mean, they have the infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, yeah. they have this iTunes. sector of their music production can be losing money every day, but the fact they can charge $1,000 for a phone and no people will buy it yeah. like that, Yeah. that their company has, like Amazon charging the same as what you said, it charges about the same as Spotify? Uh, yeah, roughly. Look at, look at everything else, Prime, at just Amazon and Amazon Prime offer as a company. Yeah. So their streaming service can be dog shit, and ours are like, ah, oh, damn, this blows. But their company goes, we could care less. Like, Yeah, with like Amazon Prime Music and stuff, like that's just more or less just like an added little bonus to having Amazon Prime. Like that's, it doesn't really mean yeah. Having Amazon Prime, else. what is it, 100, what is it? As a student, it's 50, and I know you get Is that first, a year or a month? That's a year, and then it's $100 a year. Okay, think, think so about like that. It, uh, that is like less. Sam, it works the same way as like Sam's Club or Costco. It's a yearly fee. Yeah. yeah. But if you think about how great that sounds for a normal user, well, $100 a year, mm-hmm. and that's 12, 12 months in a year. That's, that's less than like. That's, that's less than $10 like eight a month. Eight and a half bucks. Yeah, $8.5 a month. 
free two-day delivery, free Amazon Prime music but service. But it still works the same free way. Free Amazon much? Prime video service. That is quite a bit. Free, like, Amazon, like, And people Kindle. don't use it. That's no, no one me, uses it. And yeah. that's what makes me laugh is because Amazon has all these features for yeah. Prime. And people are like, nah, I just do it because I hate waiting. Because I'm like, yeah. the amount of money you could save by taking away Prime per year or using that extra few dollars a month and going, oh, like, maybe I'll order at the most 10 things in a year. Mm-hmm. And that can't justify $100 a year. Yeah. That kind of service. If but I use... I, yeah, but I, I, I think like, wow, $100 is a lot a year to pay. Yeah. But then I pay $10 a month for Google Music. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> and it's I, don't like, uh, ca- I don't think twice. Yeah. And I mean, just... I mean, to keep going on, like, what artists... Like, them getting paid is weird to me. In the sense of, like, you, you look at artists, usually, where they become famous is from their own personal struggle. That they came from nothing and create music. Something that we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. And then they ask for more and more money and more money, which is fine. That is their craft. But then you get to the point where now you're idolizing, like, you know, a millionaire. The, 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 the relatability disappears. Is now it's this icon or this symbol that you're worshiping and what they create, you know. And, and at that, in that sense, to me, it's like, how, where do you justify what an artist should be paid, you know? Because you look at all forms of art, not just music, but like painting, um, sculpture, stuff like that. All artists, in a sense... At what point is where you can justify what they're getting paid, and so then you're just <coughs> trying to pay for their lifestyle they want? Yeah, yeah. Because you look at some of the greatest artists throughout history; they weren't just their artists. They had other jobs they did, and then did it on the side. And that was when, arguably, their music was best. As we're like, wow, I can relate to that. That I work a nine to five and hate my job. Yeah. And then I can relate. And then you know they blow up. Like Taylor Swift is a great example. I remember just uh, a, f- a week ago or what I saw on Twitter. Chad Tweed goes, wow, it's been a crazy, what, 13 or 14 years? Yeah. It was her first concert at, like, a park, and there's like, six people in the stands. Yep. And then it was a stadium full. I'm like, that's amazing, but that person there and her music and where she is now, it's like, I, the connectivity is no gone. Yeah. yeah. And there's, Sorry, there's nothing similar. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I always have a trouble with, like, I get it, like, you should be paid for your craft, obviously. Like, you don't go up to someone that paints like beautiful pictures it goes well you did it for free i should get it for free like there should be six cents for that yeah Yeah. like i believe there should be paid more but to where's that line where it's like why do you need to be paid more than above minimum wage you know yeah you know there are people that go for years to school like we do to do that and struggle to just make above that you know forty thousand fifty thousand dollars a year you know that's above minimum wage by a lot but still that's hard to live off in this country especially and you're going, okay, like, yeah, you're talented. That's not something you were taught or, you know, you're just gifted that way. Yeah. But what justifies that being paid? You're getting paid billions of dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. I think that's ba- that just comes down to capitalism and it's the way that yeah, people you are like, making... consume that entertainment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I understand that. Like, oh, yeah. you get rich off your royalties and, you know, like one hit wonders. You're like, oh, I can coast off one album for the rest of my life. You know, that's fine. Yeah. But that's that, that's always what bothered me is like, I don't understand why. I hear these artists, like, you know, like, athletes and stuff as, t- as well, going, like, I need more money. I'm like, why? Yeah. I think that's a fair part of it is it's almost not that they're that's almost like a different. Unfairly. That's, like, a different discussion. It's yeah. just, yeah, like, like a sense day. of entitlement almost. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I, I actually just looked up, because um, I'm curious, because the royalties that get paid out from, like, Spotify and Apple Music, they go first, unless you're an independent artist, they go to the record company. Mm-hmm. That's how much the record companies make. 
want to venture a guess at how much uh, the artist actually makes percentage-wise from that? Like 10. Yep, 10 to 15%. Yeah, because not a lot of people produce their music. Not a lot of people write their music. Well, you want to know how much the music producer makes? How much? 3 to 4%. Okay, yeah, the writer, unless it's changed, like, I know for a fact that a lot of, like, in, in country music, the writers make the majority of the money. Well, off sure. of royalties yeah and then like the people who actually performed it make less money than the writers yep right, yeah I, the, I, the publisher makes like 30 percent. that's streaming i mean that excludes all the other things like live performances merchandise. oh yeah, like, yeah. merchandise. Yeah. yeah so like tours and also stuff like in, that. on radio plays too it, it's like that because i forget who it was asked me because they're like how do our royalties work here since we're free format well since we're not sponsored in any sense we're not we're given money from the school to just sustain being able to like broadcast and everything and hold our license when we broadcast music we don't technically play royalties there is a small fee that we get charged through wide it's like orbit monthly yeah yeah it's it works essentially the same way as a radio we none of us get paid we all do this but essentially we're also double dipping this since anyone that uses an outside streaming service yeah you, you're now you're now personally paying the artist and stuff yeah and covers our ass that way but that was why a long time ago, when I when I first joined, the year I think before I joined, they were trying to make automation the only sourcing for uh, playing your music. Like, yeah, they did Spotify, but like, we're paying to have essentially any kind of music you want to ever play. We just have to add it in there into the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. we buy it off of Google Play Music. Yeah, and we were trying, well, the old system, when Wide Orbit, I think, had their full system, they also had their own music oh, library. Okay. There, was, there was like two, like, Record Pool. There's a bunch of services we used that you could add. And they're trying to go, why are we making the students also pay through their own services and royalties when we can all just go under one bill? Yeah. But it was a convenience in the system. The infrastructure for the system, at least in our case, isn't there. Mm-hmm. It is. It's just a weird, it's just a weird beast in itself. Well, it is interesting just to see like how everything's paid out. Cause like you said, like uh, the streaming and such is really only a small percentage of where an artist really makes their money. A lot of that comes from, like you said, like merchandising and live performances and touring and stuff like that. Are the other artists do get sponsored by like clothing companies yeah, and like stuff like, like Kanye that. West, like I know his album just got, or whatever that just got yeah. released. But every time I think of, I've I've completely disassociated him and music, and just think of like yeah. his clothing line, his shoe line, everything else. Yeah, and him him is a brand. He, and that's why I mean, it's scary. It's like some people, like he was an incredible artist, and now you just look at him as just a brand or not even a person anymore. It's just a symbol, and that's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird to see like how a person like the perspective and the way that you see the person changes based off of like well i guess a lot of it too comes down to how often their music comes out he hasn't really been on top of releasing music lately because he's been doing other stuff and he's been doing his clothing line stuff and everything like that so i guess it might be realistic to say he's no not as much an artist anymore as he is just like a a brand clothing mogul yeah and i mean that was why like i really like the gorillas because I remember reading up on them, and that the whole reason why they're animated, and that I think only the creator, I can't think of his name right now, is the only consistent member, mm-hmm. is because of that, that he wanted to disassociate the people themselves as the music, but just the music, that they're all animated characters, that actually all four members aren't actually real people. They're not consistently the same four people. Yeah. And that it's primarily just music-based, and a lot of their earlier stuff, 
mocked a lot of the music industry for that. There are people that were just, oh, I like their music because this person's famous. It wasn't because of that. And yeah, I, I really like when artists, in a sense, push that boundary of what you try to conceptualize is what good and bad music is or just in any art form. Yeah, absolutely. And I never even thought of that. I was like, oh, that's cool. They're animated. And it was weird because... I only like the grills because of the music. There's nothing else. Like, there are artists I like just because I'm like, oh, as a person? Yeah. They're hilarious, you know? Well, and I liked the art style that they, they did with the animation and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. I thought that was, it was really unique. Yeah. It was and really like, cool. Yeah, and that's like, and, you know, they have one or two music videos from, like, you know, their, their higher, their, like, A-side albums and stuff. But it was weird because after I remember watching them, like, you know what? I've never associated, really, the band members as anything more than just, oh, what they make is music. Opposed, I'm trying to think, um, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Like, great music, but also as individual band members, they're all freaking hilarious. Like, I love Flea. Flea is a bassist. I don't even think of him as a person. He's definitely an alien. <laughs> like, watching him perform live, you're like, that's nuts. Fair. So, yeah. Anything to comment on that one, Cam? Yeah, you've been silent, bud. No, I'm, I'm just listening to the conversation. Uh, but I do want to talk about how, like, we were talking about how artists don't like spotify and stuff there are a ton of artists that you will find that are not on it like for example garth brooks the you know famous country guy Mm -hmm. i got friends in low places that guy yeah Yeah. he uh refused to go on any music streaming service because he knew how much it screwed artists but amazon was able to convince him in 2016 to be an exclusive member of amazon prime music they gave him prime for life (laughs) yeah free and then uh aliyah the you know mm-hmm. the singer yeah the singer um she does not have you can't be found she can't be found on any streaming service uh tool the band tool yeah they mm. cannot be found on any streaming service jay-z and beyonce yeah. aren't on uh spotify well well just uh lemonade i'm pretty sure i think i think some of them some of them can be found on spotify ah uh, well maybe and then um, also Dr. Dre is really very slim pickings on Spotify. You could only find him on Apple Music because he did, you know, like that billion dollar deal with Apple Music. Yeah. Def Leppard, you can't hear on Spotify. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Jay-Z has a few, like five, four albums, but they're not good albums <laughs> what, a, what a weird band name though i just thought of def leopard like yeah hmm. that'd be how about led zeppelin that's true yeah, band, you know, hey. <laughs> um but anyway <laughs> I, that's what makes me surprised that itunes doesn't exist anymore because i feel like i that know would they be, just deleted it they're like nah <laughs> like i mean that's what i mean like oh like that's a great like not scheme but like oh there's only a handful of artists that will go to that like spectrum of being digitalized for music, but they won't stream. How do you get their music? You have to buy it. They and basically like every other music music service almost created a monopoly for Apple Music <laughs> or for iTunes. Like yeah. I, like iTunes and Google Music and Amazon Music were all like majority, you know, pay per song. Mm-hmm. You know, the one twenty nine. But then everyone really moved over to streams. And then uh, iTunes was by itself for a long time, and they literally were monopolized in that way of buying songs. And they're like, you know what? We don't want that anymore. 
I don't know it, why. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I, I'm curious. Cause I like, never thought of it like that. It so, almost must be because they're losing money off of it. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe running the service, but like, it is. Is there no way to buy now besides like through like the third party or getting an MP3 now? Of buying a song like per se like through Apple. I would say I think Google Music does. Well, I mean like I, there, yeah. so there's no way if you own an Apple device now you can purchase a song on your iPhone without having to get a third party. Yeah, you have to buy it somewhere else, and then there is a way that you can like load it into your Apple Music library. Yeah, yeah. you have to you'd have to kind buy like Spotify the, with like local files. Yeah, kind of you stuff? would have to yeah. like buy the MP3, and then like off of like the artist's oh. website and then download it on your computer and then from your computer you could download to your iTunes library library or your Apple Music library and then it will sync. That's yeah. just way Cuz like space. I I had to yeah. do the same thing like anytime I wanted to download uh like mixtapes and stuff like that off mm. of Datpiff. Yeah. It's this it's the exact same thing. You know yeah. it was like it just the thing of extra steps. I wanted to make I forget who it was. They wanted a lo-fi hip hop cassette and I, they forget they wanted like a crackle effect and stuff on it and I didn't have the tools so what I ended up doing was I took I remember because I have a discovery on vinyl and I know there's a there's a like the end loop track has like a really nice crackle in it mine at least I was like all right so I had my parents turntable hooked up in their mixing deck that has a recording feature yeah I had through both a splitter for phono recording one cassette to another through the vinyl to have another layer over it oh my god and it was this monster of just wires and it in the end, it was hooked up to my phone that was playing that stupid girl studying, like lo-fi hip-hop. Yeah. I, I think I sent it to Jason. I sent a video of it, and I was like, what the hell am I doing? And he just, all he said was, when the aesthetic is more important than anything else. Yeah, for real. And I forget if I have it or if I made a spare copy, but I just, you explained to me how to get the MP3. I'm like, that, that is what it felt like. I was yeah. like, at, at that yeah. point, I'm like, I don't even know what any of this does anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're I'm just not. hoping that at the end it sounds like okay. It did. I was I was proud. I, was I like, know. Like that, that was made worthy. Like in the, you know the 2000s when you wanted to listen to music on your car but you didn't want to pay for it, you would have to go to the store, buy some CDs that are like, bur- you know, burning mm-hmm. CDs. So you'd take them, bring them back, and then you would go try and not get a virus by downloading music for free. And then I would download all those all those songs. I would download like 40 to 50 songs, put them on type in all the information in every single song like the year it came out find like i would even find like the uh artist like or the album art oh, to make it look as authentic yeah as the possible. album art and i would put it into my itunes library do all that and then i would take it burn it all on a cd and then i'll be able to play it in my car i, I used to do that too because my car i had before i got to school was like that yeah i remember my brother that was the kind of d-bag i remember he would go buy a brand new cd he would go burn like 30 copies of it then he'd re- he'd keep the wrapper. He had a system. He had he'd take like hot, like a, a hair dryer because if you unfold that plastic and then heat it, so it sealed it again. Yeah. Go return it. You know, give or take. You know, a CD may it cost like fifteen bucks. Go return sure. it and then sell them for like a dollar. And you just and he was the guy. You know those like crazy like brr, 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 like the commercials like oh would you steal a car? Would you st-? you know it's like yeah. well, then why steal D? Like that was my brother. <laughs> There's a guy who's out there burning in CDs and movies and stuff. And he's like, oh, I just sell them to my friends. I'm like, that. That's. I was like eight. And I'm like, that's dumb. Like, yeah. But that's funny how much that's changed. But that's funny you mentioned that. Like, I remember when I would do that, like not trying to get a virus or anything. Yeah. I would burn CDs. Is at one point, I remember I gave up trying to find all the album art. So I just putting, started putting like funny ass pictures. <laughs> like this was like two or three years ago. So like each one like had a relatable meme to it. I, so love I, that. Remember, I remember I like turned my phone on to look at something and someone's like, what the hell are you listening to? I was like, 
I think it was a Garfield meme. It was Garfield like smoking a joint. It was like a sublime song. And they're like, I was like, oh, and they're like, are you really that poor that you just can't <laughs> buy the music? Like, no. It's, like, it's a lifestyle choice. This is before Wicked, so I had no reason to have Spotify. I only yeah. listened to like the same 50 songs. Yeah. Or so I had like two playlists. I was like, no, why would I pay for that? Yeah, honestly, YouTube to MP3. Yeah, that's the real MP- MVP <laughs> on that oh, one. Yeah. I know when that when those when those came out. Like first it was like Frostwire and yeah. LimeWire. Oh my god! And you would have to like restart. Like you'd have to like factory reset your computer every time you downloaded a song because <laughs> it would just destroy the entire thing. But it was worth it. Hell yeah! And then um yeah, and half the songs were not even the songs you wanted. They nope. were just Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how he got famous. He would yeah. just put all the popular music. He would like title. He pulled like a U2 with their uh, when they came out with that album and that every, free album. Yeah, yeah, then everybody like woke up the next morning and was like, "Why is U2 on my phone?" <laughs> I well, remember yeah. that. I was no, like, yeah, Soldier Boy. He said he would like the popular songs. Like it would be like the Black Eyed Peas. He would like title Black Eyed Peas. Like pump it and then it, he would click on it and then you just hear you done done and then and then that's how it became popular yeah oh my god the black ips that's a name i haven't heard in a long time <laughs> miss those guys when the world needed them most early 2000 music has almost been vaporized from history for yeah. real though like it's, it, it 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 hasn't become classic yet but it's like too old for us to listen to now no it's i mean there's some t- i mean i don't even hear any like lmfao like all their stuff, like you never hear it. Black Eyed Peas, nothing. Like, but songs like a year or two before that, I maybe you're right. I don't know. It's just like, well, I, I feel like in maybe it's also such a weird time. That was that was the peak before like Skrillex came out, and then there was this whole EDM shift in the music. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like people in the '60s and '70s when rock and roll came out, like they weren't listening to '40s music. Oh, who they didn't care Elvis about who? That. Yeah, they. It, but in like people in like the '80s and like or in people who grew up like. In like the '90s, like they probably weren't listening to like '70s like disco. I don't. I don't know. So I feel like I feel like in 20 years, like kids will come up and be like, "Well, what's this Smash Mouth?" Oh no, <laughs> that's the only <laughs> one. That's learn. the outlier. That, yeah, that that's, is the only one that is perpetually. That, yeah, that's the one will never die. Well, I mean, and that's I know we're switching gears hard, but like, how accessible was listening to decades older music like that? I mean, now exactly. we, you can listen to li- your show. Yeah, I'm listening Ooh. to Your Feet's Too Big by Fats Waller every single day. Yeah, like... <laughs> like from 1929. You, know, you look at our parents, like, my dad's like, yeah, you know, like, is is there been a shift now that people are like, oh, like, you know, when you were a kid, you recognized your parents' music, but, yeah, you know, did you at any point go, like, I want to listen to that, or did you just buy what was popular, what's on the radio? Yeah. I, personally, I listened to a lot of Fleetwood Mac the doors Yo, because I was because my mom shit. had those those records and that was like I was brought up on Fleetwood Mac like the Doobie Brothers and oh my God. a lot to the of Johnny Cash is my alarm clock that's beautiful uh, it really it, every day now that's I changed it I remember watching it was like life hack like play your favorite song like a positive song to make your day better I put that I was like this is obviously the correct choice I, I literally woke up smiling I like a week I used to do uh Kanye West's "Good Morning" because it would just do the like the little drum break and then yeah. "Good Morning" and then that would wake me up every single Thank morning. Thank you, Kanye. <laughs> Thank you, I'm Kanye. Kanye West. <laughs> oh my God, I don't remember what I did. I, I grew up. I remember listening to the Stray Cats, uh, the Cars. Uh, my dad was in the weird music. Devo. Oh, um, Devo is great though. No, so like that was something I did in my show. Devo had like some of the earliest 
like effects for what a lot of I guess what I guess new wave and I guess into early electronic dance music used really yeah it, it was weird I have a song I played on like a show too the, the sound effect they called it they literally titled it in the name and you listen to the beat I'm like this is the predecessor to house music huh. like the beat and like the bass and snare like they have it's just the lyrics and that they have a supporting guitar riff instead of like yeah, like a, like some sort of synthesized lead. Yeah, like they have a synthesized lead, but with a guitar rift in it. Huh. And you listen to it, and then you listen to house music. You're like, wow, you slow it down just a hair. There you go. That's crazy. And I was like, that was late '70s into early '80s. Well, like, and that's that's about the time that house kind of like because house originated mostly in Chicago and then went over to it was like it was slowed the down. UK and then came back over here. You know who makes great house music as a country? France. I believe it. My, my my roommate Matthias, he's he's French Canadian, but he has a lot of family in France, and he has this. It's called Funky Chill Cigarettes. It's him huh. as one French boy. And he goes, yeah, France has, is a huge hotspot for like modern house music, like constantly. I believe that. All of it's in French, but like, oh my god, it slaps. Like, it, it's like it's like one of those like well-known like unknown secrets or something. I'm like, damn, that's cool. But yeah, I don't know. It's that, just crazy. That took a 180. Yeah. Going back just to, like, the decades of music thing, like, I agree, like, you're not gonna see, like, our kids going back and being like, play the Black Eyed Peas, or, you know, play Britney Spears, or... Like, there's some things, like, 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 I'm not letting my kids listen to that. (laughs) No, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, there's some things, like, the greats, like, like, Fleetwood Mac's a great example. Oh, yeah. Forever and ever, because it... I just sometimes a song is timeless. Rumors will live on forever. That album will live forever. Oh, my God. I will play that for my kids. Did you hear that remix of Chains, I think it was, for the new Gears of War 5? No. It's a remix they did. I was like, well, of all the songs. Yeah. And it's weird. They slow it down and stretch it out and add, like, really hard drum in between. I'm like... Interesting. I'm like, th- I, I want to be upset, but yet it does work. Yeah. Like, just well enough. Like, I don't oh. know how you got here, but it works. I'm going to listen to that. Um. But yeah, there are definitely some greats through all generations of music that... I think will never die. Yeah. Either whether it's like Smash Mouth just being such a meme that it'll perpetually keep going. Absolutely. Or things like Fleetwood Mac, The Beatles, stuff like that. That'll just be great music because it's timeless. It's not stuck in this period of which that one sound and that one style will only exist. Like hair bands. Yeah. You know, like um Disco. Yeah, di- I I mean disco has kind of come back. Disco evolved. I think honestly disco helped evolve into a lot of like more electronic music cuz you take a lot of the uh the elements of it as mm-hmm. far as like the breakdowns and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what no you know what I absolutely love. I absolutely love the Bruno Mars like in the Ooh. music he's making yes. Yes. because it is disco, but it's like modern disco. Oh, like 24K or Magic and oh, uh, Uptown yeah. Funk it and really Versace is. on it's, the floor. It's just really funky pop music, and, and I it love it. it works so well. And that's and, and, I, and it's popular, which is like, I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I know, like, I know, like, Daft Punk, a lot of their stuff, they based out of disco. Um, but, like, artists, like, I, it sounds weird, but, like, Young Gravy uses a lot of backtracks from disco. Yes. No, and, I love Young Gravy. And, like, I mean, people like it. started. That's <laughs> what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. It's, like, it's yeah. so weird to hear that disco samples are used all the time, yet that genre of music was despised. Yeah. Only for... I don't even know why. How like, Actually, repetitive and simple it this was. This is a perfect segue back sort of towards Motown, like, yeah, uh, like, royalties and stuff like that. If we're going to talk about sampling, yeah. that's that's a big thing, especially disco. Disco started hip-hop in that's a sense true. because hip-hop started back in the early 80s as yeah, MCs you, would you, find... I, honestly, 
if you watch the get down, <laughs> that explains everything you need to know about early hip hop and the way that things were sampled. They would take the the drum breaks, the breakdown portion of disco records, which was very popular. That was the spot where, you know, the lyrics stopped and everybody would be dancing and stuff like that. It was the dance portion of it. And they took that drum break and they would take two separate ones and then line them up and then boom. Well, yeah, that's what they would do is they would, they would mark on the record where the, the break started at and they would have two of the same record. That way they could keep looping it back to its original spot. Um, but that's what they would rap over. And I'm pretty sure, Oh God, don't quote me on this. Um, Rapper's Delight. Yeah. What was that sample? Good times. I think this is what Colin was playing before one of our meetings. Oh, yeah. Something. Rapper's Delight. They sampled uh, Good Times by, yeah. by La Chic. By La Chic. Yeah. That's Can we play it? I, I'm trying to think of what it's And then uh, oh. I said a hip, a hop, a hippity, the hippity, a hip, a hip, a hop, and you don't stop. Yeah. These are the good times. Yeah. That's they, they sampled yeah. them. That's that sample. But that's how this kind of music started in as far as like hip hop that really hasn't changed hip hop is by far the number one genre as far as like sampling other songs oh absolutely you can, you do see that across other genres yeah. but not What's nearly that? as much as hip hop was it berserk by Eminem, by Eminem. I that, that yeah. I can't think and everyone's like oh my god and all then, night long yeah and then bro you're here now Right yeah, and then that song became oh, the no, song no. he sampled. Then yeah. became like on, the, on like the I think rock and roll tracks, like back up in the, like the top fifties. Yeah. People were like, "Yo!" And I remember I said I forget, it in the car. I forget ex- what exactly. I can't think of the song, but I remember being in the car with my dad, yeah. and that came on. I was like, yeah. "Yo, Eminem!" And, and my dad was like, "No, this song came out when I was yeah. your age." There's and also he, and my dad put verbatim. He's like, "He stole it." I'm like, "Well, Emin- I don't think yeah." Eminem is very big on rock and roll samples. He did um, the Beastie Boys. I yeah. mean, they're. Talk I mean, his whole Kamikaze album is based off of the Beastie Boys. Uh, Which yeah. they, they took. I mean, the Beastie Boys themselves is such a weird hip-hop to me. It's a group yeah, of not just white guys, but like you lit. Like I just got back after. Brass monkey. Like, yeah, yeah, after that, I started listening to them again and stuff. And I was like, this is so weird to me. Like their, their style, what they're using as tracks. I was like, this is very strange in a yeah. sense compared to like modern day hip-hop. Yeah. Like this is. I see where they laid groundwork for a lot of artists to build off of, but no one really took that. No. Yeah. And essentially copied it. Like they yeah. kind of were like, okay, I like certain assets you did and your breakdowns, but having a, a trio or what was it? A yeah. quartet or a trio? There's three I of them. I think there's three of them. A trio guys, just the one or two maybe. And then Run DMC kind of did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then you started to see more like groups doing that kind of thing. But I think you're right. It might've been them that like really started that yeah, and they, i mean like their raps are so simple like they're actual like mm-hmm. the lyric like it's not hard like you listen to you're like wow it's uh, underlying about something about hoes drugs booze partying going back to brooklyn yep or being on a bus like or it, drinking a brass monkey yeah like uh, almost all their stuff is a, like a ro- revolved around that and you yeah. can see like wow like hmm, hoes that's relatable <laughs> but that was like the essence of early 90s rap like you had like the fair side in wu-tang clan in a tribe called quest they were all doing that like that was it, a whole revolution of like it's a lot cornier than what you have now but it's almost because it was just more pure and raw like the intro to i think yeah it's brass monkey is so weird it's like brank brank it's like it sounds so bad but at the same time you just get hyped you're like oh i know what's up next yeah and it just breaks down into this sax solo with this awesome drum beat and you're like dude that 
what? <laughs> the problem that hip hop has and has had for decades is the royalty aspect of it is paying out like the then original sample. sample holder. Oof. Especially because a lot of times it's not the artist themselves that has the majority like decision on that. They don't own it. It's it's always been the record company. And the record company's main purpose is to make as much money as possible. And that's what kind of kills a lot of creativity with artists. And that's why mixtapes became so popular with hip hop because they couldn't release their music to make money off of it, but they could release it for free. And that's how they had to get themselves out there because they couldn't afford to pay the samples because most of the record companies wanted to take so much of the, the artist's money that they wouldn't be making anything. And one of the uh, the more modern examples of that is um, a tribe called Quest made a song in the early 90s called Can I Kick It? And it's based off of Lou Reed's song. And Lou Reed, you know, mm-hmm. no longer with us. His estate now holds this, the rights to that song. And so I think they did even back then because I don't know when Lou Reed passed. But a tribe called Quest had to give up, I think it was 75% of the revenue from that song just to sample can i kick it now logic being one who loves a tribe called quest also made a song called can i kick it and he wanted to do the same thing and he contacted the estate of lou reed and wanted to get that sample cleared they wanted a hundred percent of the revenue and also he couldn't name it the song can i kick it and so in order to kind of get around that, he told his manager, all right, go back to his estate and tell him we're going to name the song. They said, I can't call it. Can I kick it? Just so that he could get around it. But this is the kind of thing that a lot of artists face when clearing samples. They they have to fight in order to actually be able to make the music that they want. And it's not like they're not going to pay them. Yeah, and that comes back to the the whole, like, where, where at that point do you justify what should be paid? Like... The craft itself should be the end goal, not the money. Yeah. In that sense to me. And I understand there are people that go, well, you know what? You would never understand. Like, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted the like, physical arts, not yeah. music. I mean, I love music, but to me, I went, at that point, the passion of what you're doing, the, 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 the sole reason why you make the music is not because, oh, this. Like, there's some artists, you know, like the Beastie Boys, just like, their lifestyle was very projected in their music. And yeah. they're f- almost flaunting at almost any moment to be like, this is what we do every day. Yeah. And we get paid. But, you know, it to that sense that most artists, if they're like, it, out of pure respect, like, I want to name the song this, I want to use this track because, you know, I'm a huge fan. And, and they, they were influenced by it. Yeah, like, the art should always keep inspiring. Art is a stolen thing. If anyone thinks everything ever made is original, you're, you're blind. Yeah. Art is constantly being stolen and inspired because it's out there. If, yeah. if you wanted your art to be original, no one would see it. That's why great writers, great paints, like painters, people that just have their own art, Yeah. you don't ever hear about them until they're dead. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's public. You're like, yo, like... I remember someone telling me, like, oh, I want to be a writer. Like, I want to be one of the greats. I was like, well, you know, most of them never became, lived to be the point that they were recognized for their work until they died. Yeah. You know, there's a few, like, Kurt Vaughn, it gets one of the few near his end of his years. People are like, wow, your writing influence has been incredible, and your, your whole perspective on life and your, I guess, artistic viewings on stuff. He was a professor, like an English professor for years. Yeah. And that's what he was known in that community in literature. And it was only until later on, they're like, wow. 
you wrote one of the most influential books of like public education to be one of the standards like Moby Dick you know Tom Sawyer stuff like that yeah you know Slaughterhouse Five like this book is fantastic because it's like catching the ride there is no definitive answer yeah yet there is something there you can hold on to it makes you think and that's like you said it as far as an educational standpoint that's what you want yeah and like music should be the same way like I understand like um like what is it uh it was your uh, why can't I think of it um I, it was uh, Ice Ice Baby. Why can't I think of the Vanilla Ice, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, and Under Pressure. Under Pressure. Under pre- thank David you. Bowie. I, I was gonna yeah, talk about da- that. Yeah. Like you, you, you hear that and it's like, oh, he changed like one no, note. Under, Under Pressure was uh, Queen. It was Queen right. and David Bowie. It's a, they're both. Oh uh, yeah, um, but the, like that track, like that bass, like that bass track, and they change it slightly. And you're like wow. <laughs> I'm like okay, yeah, both songs are great, but they're also two completely different songs. Yeah. You know, the meme of, like, the Russian roulette, like, you have Under Pressure and then Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. And see which one you get. But to me, I'm like, yeah, that is a blatant example of not giving a shit and stealing something. Yeah. But at the same time, it wasn't like I took the whole, like, cover artist should be sued then. Completely. Like, cover artists should not exist. And in it's interesting to see how in cover parodies. artists get away with things like that. Like, And there's some that change it. Uh, I can't, yeah. I played on my show, like, uh. So, uh, something about us by Daft Punk. I can't even think of who it is. It was like Pomplamoose or something. It does like a way funkier cover. Yeah. And she also adds a lot of French into it. And it's a female singing instead. It's not yeah. reverbed over. And it's a very different feeling song. But it is word for word the same song. Yeah. And you get that and then you get like remixes and stuff that take the original song and they just change a couple of things too. Like y- you have to wonder where that line is as far as like getting copyright yeah, so different going like oh i'm inspired and then going i can't creatively think of anything but i can mimic this yeah and that's fine there are people that paint famous paintings yeah verbatim and they have that talent they just they don't know how to branch they, off yeah, and take it, it themselves it, like if you have a great voice but you lack the, the the brain matter in your head to think of original lyrics yeah i'm like you're using what you were given to your max but yeah. you know it's there will never be an answer, I think, it, no. just in that sense. And it just it's sad because I feel like there's a lot of great music that will never be heard because those people are just too afraid. Yeah. Going like, I can't undertake this. I can't pursue this because there's so much out there that I have to try to fight over just to get my name heard. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like as much as SoundCloud is as a meme, like I do respect a lot of what they provide for like starting artists, at least as a platform. In a sense i know there's other great stuff out there that's just the one i know personally so i a really really uh modern sample of like w- what's happening with the music industry as far as like lawsuits um with music being like stolen is just this summer katy perry got sued for the song dark horse um she still makes music well, that was that's an older song. That okay. one came out in like 2014 or 2013. I was about to say, I was like, oh. <laughs> um, a Christian rap artist uh, came out and basically accused her of stealing, like you know how Dark Horse does, like the dun 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 dun. dun. Apparently, like there's some sort of like music theory <clears throat> term that like describes what that's called, but it's a very generic thing. Like it's just a music theory like thing. Yeah. But because she used the same form of music theory with, like, a similar sounding, like, lead, that basically, like, the person 
the jury ruled that she did copy it even though the sound and everything is completely different it's simply because she used that form of music theory billy eilish would be screwed then well that's the thing like where do you draw the line on that if it, you're using the same kind of music theory and you're saying that a person has like copyright claim to that kind of music theory you are severely limiting every single song that comes out that uses that kind of music yeah, theory and like it's like it's like the same in literature when i used to write it's like where's the line of you can say something like you can't invent a new word you can't nope. constantly change how a sentence formed to where yeah st statistically you're gonna write something that's gonna have a part of it that's almost verbatim or so close it sounds like you plagiarized you're like well I, the, the the language is so limited i cannot contract a sentence in any other way than you know over explaining you know making it like hard to read and god that's wow it just i remember i think it was a vsauce video i saw years ago is perpetually there will never be an end of new music like there there's a yeah. definitive point of time where every song will sound alike yeah the problem is the spectrum in which the human mind perceives music only can withstand a certain amount yeah. before it's so revolutionary like I mean, like, yeah, there's always going to be experimental music that pushes the boundaries, but like mainstream music all sounds the same, essentially. Yeah. Like country music, I feel like you can make billions of dollars if you became a country artist and start suing people like, hey, that guitar, that drum, you know, like. Yeah. Like I, It's a dangerous precedent to set where a jury can vote. A jury, especially that doesn't know music theory, can be like, oh yeah, those sound similar, but then that sets a precedent for the entire music industry. Like with like under pressure and ice ice baby like there's an obvious like wow that it's the it, same bass riff with like one or two notes added like that's just like damn yeah but you know if you if it's an octave difference or it's not even similar in a sense that's just wow I want to like find the comparison between these two songs yeah there's a movie um I think it's called Daddy's Boy or something like that something like that with uh, Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. And uh, in Vanilla Ice is in the movie, and Adam Sandler is playing like this, like deadbeat, and he's like, "Come on, like I need." He goes to Vanilla Ice. He's like, "I need some money, man. Come on, like, don't you, can't you give me some of that uh, Ice Ice Baby royalties?" And he's like, "You think I get royalties from that?" He's like, uh, "He's like Queen took sixty percent. The label company took sixty percent." He's like, "Bitch, I owe money when that gets played." That's funny. So like, yeah. it's crazy that. Like, I'm sure that's probably true. Like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, there's a huge lawsuit about that. That basically ended his career. Yeah. Um, but and then there's the same. It, it all depends, I feel like, on the on the person you're sampling. Like, so like, my like Eminem sampled um, Billy Walsh's Life's Been Good. Yeah. You know, that song. It's like an eight minute song. Life's been good to me so far. He sampled that. And I mean, it wasn't a po very popular song for Eminem, but I really enjoyed that song. Yeah, that was on the LP Mathers too. Yeah, yeah. Like my dad grew up in Boston, where the Cars—you know them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shake it up. Well, the Cars essentially set a lot of the ground rules for a lot of new wave, like stereotypical '80s synth music. And I remember being in the car, <laughs> and some guy was doing that. I'm like, wow! Like, if you listen to a lot of the Cars stuff and look at the uh, their drum set, because they they were a few years ahead of that. Yeah. Almost every drum riff or something like, oh, I've heard that before. I've heard this before. And my dad's like, yeah. yeah, essentially, he goes, I remember living in Boston. The cars blew up and then vanished off the face of the earth simply because so much of their original music and samples were stolen and copied that when they performed, people were like, no, 
you know, a bigger artist that, you know, stole it was like, no, we actually did this first. And then they're like, wow, you're just a bunch of posers. Yeah. And my dad's like, yeah, it's sad. Like, that's just the industry. Like, you give or take. And he goes, but, you know, he goes, they have a number of influential albums. And he said, in my personal life, I mean, shouldn't that all should be about is you're making something that you hope, in a sense, inspires someone or has an impact on their life? I mean, you would really like to think that that's the case, but... Like, how would you feel if you wrote a song and a stranger, someone you never met before, came up to you and goes, that was the song that I met my wife to and we went dancing. Like, that was the song I fell in love with someone. Like, you'd just be like, what? Like... Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's like, every time... For me, it's like every time I come into the studio or I'm looking through the window and I see, like, memory loss or these shows and they start laughing and people are just having a good time, that's it's what music really, does. It's a really weird feeling because I look at that desk and I go, I put that, th- I essentially assembled this together and made this not for my own benefit, but it's just for others. And yeah. It's a weird feeling. I'm like, I couldn't imagine being a, a, like a world famous artist yeah. and having countless hits and people being like, yo, that's my I favorite I love song. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, isn't that crazy though? Absolutely whack. Well, honestly, I, this went very weird. But it did, but... But it was a good talk. I like where it went. I yeah. think that, realistically, it comes down to the music industry has changed from... I guess I don't even know if it's changed. It's probably always been this way, where Honestly, a lot yeah. of the music industry has just been driven by the money, and it's not as much by the art. And I guess it depends on if you're comparing, you know, like, garage bands versus, like, top 40 bands and mm-hmm. stuff there's a clear distinction you know who's about their craft and who's about their money but it's one of those things that i hope more and more artists get the mentality of they want it to be about their craft and less about the money especially if the money's not becoming as great as it once was yeah. if these streaming services are holding out a little bit more if their record companies aren't paying as much maybe some of these artists go independent Maybe some of these artists work different contracts where they get their they get the rights to their masters. That way, they have the opportunity to actually make money and control their own way of, you know, putting their brand out there. It'll be interesting to see in the next coming years because I think that's a movement that's getting more and more popular. People are wanting to uh, have contracts that let them own a hundred percent of the rights to their masters. That way, they don't lose out and. Like a perfect example of this is XXXTentacion is still releasing music and he died a year and a half ago because the record company is just leeching money from his dead body. Like he released it like his estate released music like last weekend. Yeah, that's insane to me. It's like, one thing like if he had been working on stuff like um, like Queen when, when the movie came out and then they were like, wow, yeah. people still care. They had that one unfinished music video and track. Yeah. From Freddie Mercury, like we never released it because he'd perished before. Yeah, and they're like, you know what? I feel like that's time. Like that was cool, and that yeah. was years after that. But in when Avicii died, like a year after Avicii died, they released like a bunch of his like unfinished stuff that a bunch of his like close producer friends like helped finish for him. Yeah, and like that's cool. But that's it. Yeah, there's soul to that. It's not just this company going, how hard can we beat a dead horse? Exactly. Before it's literally worthless and. That's sad. That's scary, and it's sad because so many people don't see that. No. And they just go, I want music. I want good music. And yeah. And you essentially are not just killing the industry, but the artists themselves and dwindling it down to who can produce 
the most generic, good-sounding stuff. The fat, basically, with Motown Records and disco. Yep. The loop that back is yeah. Essentially, why disco fell and crumbled. Because everybody wanted to make disco, and everybody wanted to just, be on that, that train. Whole lifestyle, everything just. Well, I uh, I think that pretty much does it as far as you talking got some about. Anger out. Yeah, my frustrations with royalties and stuff like yeah. that. We kind of uh, hopefully Spotify and Apple Music let us play this because <laughs> we may or may not have done a pretty decent we, we, job. We, of they might not be able them. to play it in China, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, it's True. not a call to action. It's just merely just facts. And you know, the, I like to just add the kind of cover our asses. I guess. I mean, both services are great and they're oh, own they're ass. fantastic. And I do enjoy them because i do feel like it is better than the old way for me personally oh yeah like, when i had to spend a dollar 29 per song i mm-hmm. wouldn't buy any songs i didn't want to discover new music but yeah. now i'm able to the, do like, that the, so. the idea of streaming like right Shout now out you it, guys yeah like it's still in that infancy of like w- they're the lines of defining what artists should get and what people should pay for it yeah it's still there but the service and the whole this next era of what format of music it is I think all the services we mentioned are doing a great job Yeah. in that. It's just there are frustrations and that if they're companies that really care about their consumers, they're reevaluating. Look at also the people they're trying to help and benefit that way. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been another episode of the Monday Music Breakdown. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.